Welcome to Fresh Take, your favorite weekly podcast that delivers a healthy dose of information pertaining to healthy lifestyles, organic and sustainable agriculture, and numerous topics related to the environment. Thanks for tuning in. Our industry experts are here to provide you with a fresh take on topics that can help you optimize your lifestyle and well-being. Welcome to Fresh Take. On today's episode, we'll be discussing recycling with the help of the Alachua County Solid Waste and Resource Recovery Center. We have a special guest speaker, Michael Purvis, who is a waste alternative specialist, and I also have my co-host, Isabel Aaron Sibia. so welcome to both of you. Hello. Hi. Michael, it's such an honor to have you with us today. Um, if you don't mind, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and your background and what led you to this position? Yeah, absolutely. So I've been employed at Alachua County for about the past three or four months. Okay. I recently got down here in October or September. Yeah. Okay. I am um, a recent graduate from the University of Georgia. I got my degree in environmental engineering. Very good. Prior to that, I'm from the middle Georgia area, but I've been coming to the Gainesville area since I was a kid. My grandparents, they lived in um, Melrose. Oh, okay. So we'd come through here all the time and always liked Gainesville. So it's cool. I ended up here. Yeah, Gainesville's a pretty great place to be. I yeah, yeah I can relate. I was <laughs> born in Georgia, raised in Tennessee, so mid Georgia as well. So I can relate to that for sure. Gainesville's a good place to be. So why don't you tell us um, a little bit about the Alachua County Solid Waste Center? Like, and what do you do there? And and as a whole, what does the Solid Waste Center do for Alachua County? Okay, Alachua County Solid Waste is basically every the government organization that controls and organizes the waste pickup and then eventually the disposal of the waste. Okay. So what I, my title is a waste alternative specialist. Mm -hmm. So we go, there's three of us and we will go to schools, organizations, anywhere that'll listen to us and we'll talk to them about recycling, composting, any kind of waste reduction techniques that we know that we could teach them to help them be better about reducing their waste. So we've done School programs, after-school programs, we've talked from all ages. I think two weeks ago, we talked to a group of first graders. Oh, wow. Maybe a month ago, we talked to a group of senior citizens. And that's good. Yeah. Because, I mean, everybody really needs to know what their options are, how to recycle properly. And a lot of people are getting into composting, so that's great that you offer that as well. So in doing these talks and all of that, I know that like today we're going to go on tour with you guys. Do you offer tours to anybody that wants to come out and tour the facility as well? Absolutely. Just contact us and we will do a tour for... Any group uh, of any size, anybody that's interested, really. Gotcha. So tell us a little bit about the recycling process. Like, how does that work? I know that for anybody here in Alachua County, and I'm, I'm sure other places, I don't know what color the bins are everywhere, but <laughs> we have our, our big orange and our big blue bins. Yep. Uh, tell us a little bit about the process and how this works and what we should be doing. Okay. So in our municipal curbside program, we have our two bins. We have the orange and the blue bin. And that is called dual stream recycling. Mm -hmm. So we have two different waste disposal streams. So we have in our blue bin, we have metals, plastics, and glasses. And that all goes in there. And then the orange bin, we have paper, paper materials, cardboard, cardboard anything right. like that. Okay. And that's what goes into those. And those will be picked up by the WCA trucks you see, the waste, the you know stereotypical garbage-looking trucks. They will be taken to the Levita Brown Environmental Transfer Station. And it's called a transfer station here because we don't have a landfill right. in Alachua County. So all of our trash gets taken to the transfer station where it gets transferred to either the 
recycling facility or to the landfill, which is in New River, the New River landfill in Union County, about 35 miles away. Okay, that's pretty cool. So starting at the beginning from your curbside, it goes curbside into the truck. And then from the truck, it goes to Levita Brown. And there it's processed into basically two streams, like I said earlier. On the left-hand side, we have our orange processing line. So it'll process all of our paper. It'll it won't shred it, but at the end, it gets bailed up into these big cubes and then gets right. shipped off to wherever it gets uh, shipped off to. I actually have cardboard and paper goes to like, different places. Looks like Georgia. Good. So all of our stuff tries to stay within reasonable ranges. So the farthest anything gets shipped to is Chicago. Okay. But everything else kind of stays in the southeast, North Carolina, Georgia, to kind of cut down on any transport, on transport costs. costs. Yeah. So, and then the same thing happens on the right-hand side. All plastics, glasses, and metals get processed on a line. They get sent up a conveyor belt where we have about five to six guys up on top of that conveyor belt. And they are hand-sorting all the plastics and putting them into different bins. Right. And then after that, it gets sent to a, a glass crusher. Or the glass falls off and gets sent into its own processing line. And then the metals, such as aluminum cans, gla- uh, aluminum cans, aluminum bottles, anything like that, gets sent through an eddy current into its own recycling, and then any other metals just falls into its own bin. If you had to make a guesstimate, because I, I cannot even, like I'm sitting here thinking about like, just Alachua County in general and the amount of people that, re- well, hopefully that everybody's recycling. I know everybody doesn't, but the amount of people that do recycle, what would the numbers be? Like what, like how, how much as far as like, is it tons? Like, I, I don't mm-hmm. even know, like how to convey that. Like, what are the numbers on that, that you, that come through the recycling center so um, on an average, on a weekly, I guess it's a weekly basis because garbage pickups once a week. Right. On average, we can say the normal person in Alachua County in Gainesville produces about four to five pounds of trash per day. And that's not recycling, that's trash. So, wow. yeah. And we have roughly 260,000 people here. Oh my goodness. So yeah. daily, that's numbers. <laughs> we produce and process 500 to 900 tons a day, a day. And that's on, you know, a good day. On game days, it can get up to 1,200 tons. Oh, I wow. don't doubt it yeah, at all. It's, yeah, I it's don't doubt that at all. Impressive numbers, to say the least. It's, that's mind-boggling. Yeah, absolutely. That's really mind-boggling, which really leads, like, we. that's what people really need to know, like, the benefits of recycling. Like, what are the true benefits? I mean, clearly we know that, okay, you know, this isn't all going to a landfill, but there's got to be other benefits. Can, let's, let's talk to our listeners a little bit about that so they can understand the importance of why they should be recycling and the importance. I mean, whatever they have in their home, office, whatever the case may be, we recycle here in our office. And also, I mean, composting as well. I mean, I don't think people really understand how important composting is. Mm -hmm. So I'll actually touch on that composting first. About 24% of the total waste stream is organic material that could have been composted. Right. And so that's a lot. That's a lot of material. And when it goes to the landfill, what happens is in the landfill, it gets capped with soil Mm -hmm. and a liner of plastic. And that creates an anaerobic environment. It means no oxygen can get down into it. Right. So when it breaks down to the landfill in an anaerobic condition, it produces methane and carbon dioxide. Right. And so that's automatically not a good deal. We want to no. get, we want to eliminate any extra methane and carbon dioxide, right. greenhouse gas production. Right. So composting is a really easy way to do that. It's to get that green stuff, that organic matter from your waste stream. Right. And um, anybody that's here in Alachua County can call our office, and we we can provide a free wire bin for composting. Oh, along with, uh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, it's a it's a cool program. It's we've had several people take place. Boy Scout troop came and got uh, a couple of bins one time, and uh, we provide paperwork and documentation stuff and any information that you may need to help you get going composting. 
And so talking about some of the benefits of recycling, there's several. And the first one we can talk about is the fact that when you, when you cycle products and it goes back into the weight, into the uh, manufacturing stream, it cuts down on the v- amount of virgin materials that would be needed to make a new product. Right. So like say plastic, for example, you know, plastic comes from crude oil. Yes. So if we can recycle the plastic that we have an abundance of. Right. That cuts down on the crude oil necessary in the pl- plastics industry. And Certain products will require a certain amount of recycled material, and that varies from manufacturer and the type of product. Something like aluminum. Aluminum is is great for many reasons. Aluminum recycling is great for many reasons. When you recycle a can of aluminum, it requires 95% less energy to process aluminum back into a reusable object than it would be to take it from raw virgin materials. Right. And the process of production of aluminum is uh, iron oxide ore that they okay. mine from the ground and then process. And that, that whole thing is a really energy-intensive, dirty process. So any kind, anything we can do to reintroduce material back into that circular stream and keep it mm-hmm. as closed loop as we can, the, the better we can. And let's talk about maybe glass, for example. Glass, right. glass comes from silica sand, and right. it gets mined in giant sand, sand ore or sand mines all around the world. And anytime we can reduce the shipment and the processing of all that silica sand, less intensive is going to be on the, sh- on the system itself. Right. Absolutely. And I mean, not to mention like just the benefits of keeping all these materials out of our waterways. Absolutely. Yeah. So nope, it cuts back on the amount of litter, pollution, you know, it saves energy. It, it's, it's, there's a lot of benefits. It creates jobs. I think the number I read was it's created the recycling industry has created about 1.1 million jobs that's a lot of jobs for people that want to work it's it's a good process absolutely let's cycle back a little bit to to composting as well because i think people always think about when you think about composting you think about oh food you know Mm. your your orange pills your banana pills your eggs but clearly there are a lot of other things that can be composted Mm -hmm. can you give some of our listeners examples of things that they can also add to their compost pile outside of food items yeah, so uh, we, we kind of have in the, any kind of paperwork we hand out has like a, what we call a recipe on it. Right. And so it's part green and part brown material. So the green would be anything like, you know, like you said, banana peels, orange peels, apples, coffee grinds. Coffee right. grinds. Yeah, and then brown would be, you know, dead leaves, pine straw, anything like that you can add. It's, it's, a, it's a fairly easy process. The only thing you can't put in there really is going to be like proteins, meats. Right. <laughs> um, you can put eggshells in there, but you can't put like egg yolks the in there and yolk. proteins like right. that. And it, there's a lot of misconceptions around it being really difficult and time consuming. It's not. It's not. You just throw it in there. Right. You kind of give it a little stir, stir every now and then. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's fairly simple and it makes for amazing soil to plant in. We do Absolutely. composting at some of the centers where we garden. And it, like I said, it is a, it's an easy process and the soil that comes from it is very rich in nutrients. So we are a big fan of composting here for sure. I mean, I, I know you were saying that you get, you know, from children all the way up to senior citizens. I know Isabel and I were talking about this a little bit earlier. Like, I'm sure you get a flood of questions. I know Isabel had some, but I'm sure you get some from other people. Um, what are your most frequently asked questions? So a lot of the questions are about the logistics of it. Where does my recycling go? And right. who does it just go to China and anything like that? And I can say uh, here in Alachua County, since we have such a good, clean system, our dual stream system, we have a desirable end product. And that means we can keep that all stateside and keep uh, demanding a high price for it. And that's kind of how it works. It works in a uh, almost like a stock market system. We, we go to the highest bidder who will give us the most for our product. So um, our Alachua County uh, program is really good for that. And another question we get 
all the time is, can I recycle this? Can I recycle that? Right. And um, we, we first recommend if, if you don't know, toss it out. That's the easiest one. That way we don't create any contamination in our recycling stream. And contamination can be from recycling the wrong thing to recycling the, the right thing in the wrong place. Many different vectors of contamination. A good common one is berry containers, clamshells. Right. Clamshells and what we call blister packets, anything that's a thermo, thermofilm plastic. Mm-hmm. And it may seem confusing because you see the, there's a number one on the bottom. And, and all that number tells you is it's the resin identification code. It's called the RIC. And that just tells you what the base polymer of that product is. It doesn't say anything about the physical or the chemical properties. Right. So the thermofilm plastics melt at a different temperature than something like a bottle would. And right. it creates a nasty ash that just lowers the value of the product. So a good question in regards to that is numbers. The numbers on the containers, like, let you know. I mean, I'm a little bit familiar with that just because growing up, my stepmother is a chemical engineer. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, yes. And so uh, her company developed PET plastic. They actually created, patent, developed it. That's her her work. Wow. She did it. So kind of growing up in that kind of household, I mean, recycling was a every everyday thing. Mm-hmm. Like, we recycled everything. And like I said, just with her knowledge and her ability and her passion for what she does, I mean, clearly developing different plastics that can be recycled and making sure that, you know, that process is taken care of. And now they're actually working on another process to take different plastics back down to its its natural state. If people don't even recycle them to take it all the way back down to the natural state. So I'll be excited when she gets through with that and I get to, to hear about that. But yeah, I mean, a lot of people don't even realize that on the, if you flip a, a milk container upside down mm-hmm. or, you know, like a, a glass jar, like an apple juice jar or, or whatever, there are numbers that, that tell you, you know, what that is. And so for people that don't know, like I said, I mean, you know, number, so number one, if it's got a number one on it, we don't want to put it in our recycling bin. So actually should have explained this earlier, Okay. but we don't go by numbers here in Alachua County. Okay, we go by okay. form and function. Okay. And that may sound confusing at first because like everybody knows the numbers, it, it can read it, but form and function makes a lot more sense because you can tell, you can ask yourself a few questions. Is it meant to hold a liquid? Is it meant to hold water? Mm-hmm. If so, then it's probably recyclable. So water bottles jugs, anything with a pour spout on it, anything that's shaped and Shape, acts right. like a water bottle or a, a pour spout. And then we also take anything that's like a tub. So like a country crock, butter tub, butter. yogurt okay. tubs, stuff right. like that. Anything that has, it's that kind of, right. it's almost like a squishy it plastic. Has that and it has, usually has a lid. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. We take that and we take the lids of anything as long as it's larger than three inches. Okay. Which that, that gets a little can be a little tricky a little but, bit yeah right but um you'll see when you go on the tour if you recycle a water bottle cap on it's pressurized now right it gets if it gets run over by a piece of machinery that cap a becomes so a projectile we take the caps off mm-hmm. absolutely when you recycle okay yep. good, good to know because a lot of people probably don't know that no absolutely yeah and there's a, a lot of common misconceptions and anytime somebody wants to they have something that they want to be recycled and they're like, I'm going to put it in there anyways. That's what we call wish cycling. Right. And we're trying to cut down to the number of wish cyclers we have here in Alachua County because although they have the best intentions, they're like, I can't throw this away. I may as well put it in the recycling bin. I'm sure it'll go somewhere. It goes to the landfill. That's what happens to it, unfortunately. I think in my neighborhood, the majority of what I see in the recycling bins are two liter bottles and cereal and pizza boxes seems mm-hmm. to be like the biggest things that I see no matter where I'm at. And newspapers, newspapers and magazines seems to be like the biggest things that I always see filling up recycling containers well, around good. my area. All those are actually going to be recyclable yeah. items. So that's that's good to hear. Yeah. The wish cyclers, they'll generally throw things like 
Amazon packages, anything with bubble wrap bubble on wrap. it, plastic bubble wrap, uh, plastic bags. That's a really bad one. We, um, recyclers will think I can put, they treat their recycling like trash. They throw the trash in the bag and then that bag goes in the recycling bin. Well, unfortunately, if it's in a bag, a lot of the time, it's just going to go to the landfill because somebody would have to open that bag and that's a hazard. It's a hazard. Yeah, absolutely. And in addition to it being a hazard and being time consumptive, they would have to process that bag separately. And the bag itself, when it gets ripped open, it can get caught on the conveyor belt line that everything gets processed on. That means they have to stop production and cut it out. That's why we don't take, you know, regular Publix, I almost said Kroger, but I guess there are no right. Krogers here. Any Publix, plastic bags, we don't take anything like that. Right. And that. That is, again, a common misconception that a lot of people want to be recyclable because there's so many of them. Right, and, the, the, and they mean well. Absolutely. And there is a separate stream for them if you take them to a Publix or a Walmart. They right. have their own receptacles. Yeah. Right. So what were some of the questions that you had earlier? I know we were t- chatting about this a little bit and, and about recycling because you're big into recycling as well. Yes. Now that um, I guess we know what we should not be putting in our recycling bins. And what is the proper almost etiquette of recycling? I do wash my bottles and cans before I put them on the recycling, but I actually never know if that is what other people do or is it advisable to do that? Yeah, we we actually ask everybody to to rinse their bottles out. And it doesn't have to be, you know, it doesn't have to be spotless or it doesn't have to be sterile or anything. We just ask to get rid of any kind of food particulates, any right. kind of solid mass in there. And that's because it, for several reasons, it can contaminate our waste stream, whether it attracts rodents, pests, whatever it may be. Right. To It's, it's going to go and sit in an open air facility so it can attract different vectors of contamination. In addition to the food uh, itself can spread to other other pieces of recyclable material and that would make those not desirable and just lower the value of the waste stream. That makes sense. Are there any other tips that you would, you know, advise people to do? I mean, clearly they need to think about, like I said, not putting plastic bags, making sure that the items that they're putting in their recycle bins are truly recyclable, making sure everything's clean of any food items or particles before they put those in there. Are there any other things that make your all's job a little bit easier that people at home could be doing? Just following the correct guidelines, really. If we try to lay it out as simple as possible with the orange and the blue, we color code it and we everything's written on there. So just maybe pay a little bit more attention, be a little bit more attentive to what you do. Check our website, see what is and is not recyclable here. Like maybe pizza boxes. They're like, I can't recycle or I can recycle. It, it's a confusing thing. And we just ask for that. For example, you take anything that has grease on it, any piece of paper or right. cardboard has grease, throw it off, toss it in the trash. And the rest of that is still good to go to the recycling facility. Right. So just be more attentive. Do you have issues? I know that I've had to stop somebody from doing this before, but people are trying to throw medical supplies Mm. into recycling. Um, Are there issues with that? And what can you advise people to do or not do when it comes to medical supplies? Or, or, I mean, clearly I would hope that people aren't putting needles or anything like that that are sharp. So, you know, I'm saying in there just because it has plastic or metal on it, I would, I would pray that that doesn't happen. But other medical supplies that people try to recycle, what would be your advice on that? So uh, we have a really cool facility here in Alachua County called the Hazardous Waste Facility. Yeah. And they take all sorts of things. They take old paints, old electronics, or grease, oils. and Right. Uh, um, but they also take sharps and prescription medications that they dispose oh, of Oh, even on the site. medications. That's Absolutely. even better. They have a big uh, vat of acid. They throw all the pills in and it dissolves them. So that way it doesn't end up polluting our water mm-hmm. streams. In landfill or in the water. Absolutely. That's awesome. Yeah, they do some really cool stuff there. They do tires too, right? 
The only reason why I ask that is because I see so many play areas now that have, instead of having sand or dirt or grass, um, they have chopped up rubber tire mm-hmm. um, as the the filler for the, the play area. Yeah, there's a few companies that do that. I don't believe we do that here in Elytra County, okay. but private companies that I've seen running tracks made out of that same material. Mm-hmm. Just I've seen shoes made out of recycled uh, tires. Okay, so people really want to know, they can definitely contact the Solid Waste and, and Resource Recovery Center and they will let them know. Yeah, we'll hey, point you in the right direction. You know, you can bring your appliances here, you can bring your paint here, they'll they'll let you know where to bring everything. Yeah, we try to lay it out as simply as we can and we are there in the office from 7 to 5, Monday through Thursday. So if anybody ever has any questions, just give us a call, shoot us an email, anything. All right. And if they wanted to get in touch with your department specifically, how would they contact you? Our, our information is going to be online at elatchacountyrecycles.com. And if you had a, a call for action for Alachua County residents, just what would you say to everybody right now to encourage them and support them and to motivate them in their habits? Yeah. Well, just keep doing what we're doing and just uh, be a little bit more attentive to recycling. If you're confused, toss it out. Try not to introduce any more contamination. Alachua County itself, we do a really good job of recycling. Yes, we're we close to approaching our 75% waste diversion goals. Oh, that's great. Yeah, absolutely. And we have one of the highest uh, waste di- waste diversion and recycling rates in Florida. Oh, that's, it, that's yeah, amazing. Our numbers are really, really strong, especially for such a small, or not a smaller community, you know, 260,000 some odd people, you know, versus metropolitan cities like Miami or Jacksonville. All right. So for all of our listeners, if you're in the Alachua County area, definitely log on to Alachua County website and you can get the information for what you need here in our county. If you're throughout the state of Florida or anywhere throughout the United States, please get with your city and they will provide you the information that you need to get recycling bins, to find out what's appropriate in your area, where your waste treatment centers are, uh, where your public dumps are. This is a, it's a huge thing that we can do as citizens in our community to reduce our carbon footprints, to make the world a little bit better and to leave a nice and clean earth for generations to come. So I encourage you, if you're not recycling, to please get into it. It's very important. Like I said, every city should have a a recycling center that you can contact. If you have questions, uh, reach out to them. I mean, the process is going to be the same pretty much across the board, regardless of where you live. Your containers may have a different color or there may be a little bit of a difference there. But they may for, take different items. They may take different items, correct. But overall, I mean, the the process is pretty much the same. So If you're not recycling and you want information, like I said, please contact the Solid Waste Center in your area and they can get you started with that today. Michael, we appreciate you so much for being here and educating our listeners. Um, It's been a pleasure to have you. Maybe, you know, like I said, as as time goes on, we'll have more questions and stuff come in. We can have you back and and get into a little bit more. I'm specifically interested in the composting, so maybe we can chat about that a little bit more in depth at another time. As always, I'm your host, Jessica Stipe. We thank you for listening and this has been your Fresh Take. Thank you guys for listening to today's episode. I hope you guys enjoyed the conversation as much as we did. As many of you already know, FOG is a 501c3 not-for-profit organization, which means we need your help to keep all of our content free to the public. Please consider making a tax-deductible donation today. We would really appreciate your support. 